Just just try to crochet quietly. <laughs> I can't even make sound. Well, this is very serious business, so please, please respect our audience. No, I'm going to disrespect our audience. <laughs> Hello. Hi. Hi. It's Hi. me. I'm the problem. It's me. Um, no, today I'm the problem. Um, baby has a migraine. It's me. I'm baby. So if baby's low energy. Well, I was going to say about how the fact that I had a dentist appointment on Friday and my mouth is still sore. So I was going to take a little bit of a low key roll. This week. Oh no! Oh no! If we're both <laughs> low key, then we're just like, uh, get it? Uh oh, Bourdain's coming. He's gonna step up. Oh, never no, mind. He's walking he walking away. Away. <laughs> I thought he was gonna come and uh, pour into the microphone and take over this nope, week. No, not even Bourdain is willing to, you know, shoulder the burden of this podcast. Well, we will step up. Step up. We're we're the heroes you you need, not the ones you deserve. <laughs> I Is that gonna, the quote? Yeah. I thought you were going to go for the, I'm not the dad. I'm not the stepdad. I'm the dad who stepped up. Oh, also that. That's what we say about our cats every single week. Uh, oh, well, what a week, huh? Sunday. I know. That's the end of the week. So okay. What a week. We are, we're recording on Sunday. We finally forced ourselves into the schedule, even though I think both of us kind of wanted to back out, but... Yeah, I I was like, we just need to get it done with tonight. Yeah. First it was kind of you, and then it was me, and then you were like, no, we need to do it tonight. I'm like, you know what? You're right. Clear my schedule. Let's yeah. make time for this, because I know if we pushed it off, I would yeah, then have you, so many regrets. Yeah, then you would be like, then you'd look at me um, tomorrow, and you'd be like, this is why we need to have it on <laughs> Sunday. I told you. And I'm just like sitting there looking at you like. I don't know why this is my fault. I you, never it, mean to you. I don't you, know what you're talking about. You occasionally have an accusatory tone when you're frustrated. Maybe that's my own, like, issues cropping up where I assume everyone's mad at me. But sometimes you have an accusatory tone where you're just be like, why is there poop in my litter box? And it's like, <laughs> well, it wasn't me. I don't know what to tell you. I never you. said that, for the record. No, but, like, that kind of tone yeah. where I just look at you like, I don't know what you want me to say, babe. Yeah, I did snap at you last night. I'm sorry. But you kind of... Speaking bit. of airing out issues yeah. in public... Sorry, we, she was putting a chair away, but she, instead of pulling the table out, tried to lift it over and... I did pull the table out. Just Broke my $5 salt and pepper shakers that I thrifted from the market on the Upper West Side. So thank you. Well, I was just saying, I like, just leave? Do you need me here? Like a crash. And I was like, Do you what? need me here for this or should I just go? Oh, well, I thought this we could turn this into a couple's counseling. Uh, I was literally podcast. trying to segue that into the the one of the stories we're going to talk about, but you're like, no, I need to, I need to air no, this I out. Need to vent. <laughs> I'm sorry. Was that, I, I'm not trying to embarrass you. I love you. No, we're I, fighting. I immediately apologize. After no, I we're fighting. You. No, we're fighting. I just went that as an example. We're fighting. Guys, this is it. This All is right, the guys. end of the podcast. <laughs> you know what? We had a good run. Yeah. So 
All, all good things must come to an end, huh? Well, I wouldn't go so far as to say this was good. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I told oh, you yeah. I have a headache. <laughs> I just have to be mean. Yeah. 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 It's okay. We snark aside. We are not actually fighting, and we do actually. Oh, we're fucking. No, no we're, we're okay. Sure. Yeah. We'll 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 save it for after the. You mean me? You started. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is not actually a couples uh, counseling <laughs> podcast. Can you imagine how awful that would be? Oh, there is a good one called, uh, oh my god, I don't remember the name of it, but it's Dr. Ethel something. Dr. Phil. I want to say Ethel Merman, and that's not (laughs) Ethel Merman. Uh, I want to say her name's Dr. Ethel something, but she does, she records like like couples counseling. They're pretty good. I mean, obviously they consent to it, and they're anonymous in the sense like she uses, I think, fake names. Uh, but they she'll record a couples counseling session, mm-hmm. and they get kind of wild. They're kind of interesting yeah. if you're into that thing. Uh, Not really. I'm very unhelpful because I cannot remember what it's called or anything like that. It's been a while since I've listened. Anyway, if she's problematic for some reason, don't come at me. I don't pay that much time. So. Anyway, yeah. Again, this is not Ethel Merman's podcast. Uh, this is Firmly <laughs> Online. I'm Hannah, and I'm Tori. <laughs> and we're here to talk about everything that happened on the internet this week. Or, you know, past few weeks, whatever. Whatever. I think most of the stories that we lined up are all from this week, so we are oh. on the hot pocket. No, hot off the press. I, well, I was going to say the hot mm. the hot pocket uh, scale. Mm. From, like, freezer burn to scorching mouth. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're kind of on the burn your tongue off and fresh the scale. from the microwave fresh off the microwave <laughs> just you know <laughs> hot and full of cheese mm, mm, cheese. Same. <laughs> i want cheese now okay focus focus no <laughs> uh yeah i mean uh, uh i think we can kind of just dive right into things there's Let's no do reason it. to uh, soft launch this. We'll just go right into it. Go. Okay. First up, last week we brought you a cut article about a woman scammed out of 50k. Mm. Separate ar- cut article. And I know I, I mentioned this story to you because you hadn't heard it, but I yeah. didn't give you all the deets. So this week the cut published their advice column called, well, the title of this one was I think my husband is trashing my novel on Goodreads. You want me to read it? Insane. Too? I just was thinking when you mentioned this, um, it kind of almost sounds like um Hut is doing some a little bit of rage bait. At least with the last one, the you know, I got scammed out of fifty thousand dollars. It feels like a little bit of rage bait, you know? Like yes. she was maybe somebody was writing it genuinely. And then, like, Cut was like, this is such good rage bait. They're definitely generating those Reddit-style, am I the asshole? Yeah. Or, you know, like, those type of, like, wild stories. Mm -hmm. It's hard to tell whether they're true or not. I will say that the author of this article did say that she verified with the letter writer that Mm -hmm. it is true. And she saw some kind of evidence of it. And she apparently changed, 
a little bit of the letter to remove some identifying details. Yeah. Um, that did not stop people from speculating about who oh, this was. I'm not even really going to get into that because I don't know enough about this community to yeah. that the writer talks about to even guess who it would be. But I thought it'd be fun. I'm going to go ahead and, and read it to you. And Please then do. we're going to give our advice. Am I the asshole? <laughs> okay. So this letter writer writes, After many years of struggle, I recently published my latest novel. Great news. It's a hit. Well, it's not a massive hit, but it has gotten very good reviews, has won a few awards, and has sold more copies than both of my other books combined. With all of these wonderful things happening for my career, I know I shouldn't dwell on the negativity I have received on the internet, but I can't help it. There's been so much viciousness toward the book, some of it quite personal, on Twitter, Goodreads, Amazon, and other corners of the internet. All of the hatred has driven me to tears more than once. Through it all, my husband, who is also a writer, has been so supportive. He was by my side during the long and arduous writing process, happily clinked champagne glasses with me as the book started to draw attention and accolades he could never dream of for himself, and patiently held the camera while I recorded my promotional TikToks. Mm. Most important, he has held my hand and comforted me through all of the online harassment. I couldn't have done it without him. Or so I thought. For reasons too complicated to get into, I am starting to strongly suspect that my beloved has been using an array of anonymous accounts to post some of the most negative and cruel comments about the book. In fact, I believe he may be the main source of the hatred that has been directed toward me, likely driven by jealousy that I have achieved something he never could. Unfortunately, I am only 85% certain that I am correct. In the past, our marriage suffered when my husband discovered that I had been snooping on his computer and in his private things, and I know that if I were to confront him about my suspicions, he would accuse me of invading his privacy once again. Although this is not the case, I would have great difficulty explaining myself. But lately, I can't even look at him without feeling sick to my stomach at the thought of what he might be writing about me in my book. I've even fantasized about hiring a private investigator to discover the truth. I can't go on like this. What should I do? My God. Her, just some, something that kind of stood out to me is some of the language she used. The, you know, um, something he could never dream of doing. You mm -hmm. know, a lot of that kind of like, like, it doesn't sound like he's ever been jealous. You know, I mean, she doesn't say that he's had like issues with jealousy and she's the one who's been snooping in. So, like, it well, just... Yeah, yeah. And there's no... The the writer hasn't pointed anything like, oh, well, when these really vicious comments mention something I only said in private or, like, you know, it, or uh, yeah. hits really close to home in a way I've only mentioned in private. Like, it just I, feels... Yeah, and I think it's hard because there's clearly some details being withheld here. Yeah. Like, for example, the fact that you know, he has issues with the fact that uh, she had snooped on his computer. Why was she snooping on his computer? Mm -hmm. Was it their, like, infidelity before? And that yeah. was why she was monitoring some devices? I mean, that's, again, like, speculation. The, uh... Like, like what if... Because, like, it would be, like, if one of the comments was, I bet your husband cheats on you or something... And then she, this was something that they were dealing with, or she thought that he was cheating on her, or whatever. You know, and that's why the snooping, I don't know, it feels like there's, there's a lot of missing reasons in here. Yeah, I will say that the advice columnist 
it seemed that they had verified yeah. why she believed that it was her husband doing this. Or whatever, had mm-hmm. like clearly had some further conversation with her with more detail. Which, so I guess if we're going at this with the idea that he is most likely the one writing this negativity, I think at that point it's like divorce. Yeah. If someone you loved, like <laughs> your partner is just saying such vitriolic things about you on the internet and like knows that it, how upsetting this has been for you and is creating like multiple anonymous accounts to do it. Yeah, that's not just, like... That's sociopathic. Yeah, that's not just going up to your, you know, talk, shit-talking with a friend, being or, like, knowing it's jealousy, you know, and being yeah. like, yeah, you know, they're doing really well, and I'm really jealous, and, like, you know, and maybe even having a, a low moment of... It's not even that good, you know, or whatever. Yes, that's totally but different. That's a human emotion of, like, and then coming back later and being like, okay. But, like, yeah multiple that's like stalking level yeah. like in this case i think the the advice columnist said the same thing which was like um snoop through his things find out if he is doing this like yeah and get cold hard evidence if he is doing it like you should absolutely look for that um i think it is one of those things where it would drive you so crazy and you would never be able to trust unless you knew one way or the other yeah maybe he's done this type of thing before you know, like, not about books, but about, like, you know, social media posts or something, and that's why she snooped before. I'm guessing, yeah. Because you I don't would... go from, like, because, like, if I got a bunch of bad reviews on one of my books, I wouldn't think it was you. I would think there maybe is a tell in the language she's using. Like, if he, she had been venting about these bad reviews and maybe mentioned, like, why they upset her, and maybe one of the reviews, like, mentioned specifically... Like, something she had said to defend herself or something like that. I don't know. I could see, like, a... There has to be There some has kind to be of, something... Otherwise, it is a, a very zero to 60 type of, like... Yeah. Girl, you are jumping to such conclusions, you know? Yeah. The advice columnist did say, you have to find out if he did it, and if he did, you need to confront him. And if he's remorseful, then maybe it's something you can work through. And I was like, I don't think so. If he did it, I think that's just, like, it. It's done. I would never trust someone. As someone who's... Had published books. I will say that, you know, I have a, my, my books have a pretty decent rating on Goodreads. Mm-hmm. They hover at about like 4.0. Stores. That's pretty great. Yeah, not bad. But I mean, I have had one star reviews yeah. and it, I have read them because I'm nosy and I, I think most authors not, do. I don't like stalk it regularly, yeah. but like every so often I would look in and I just want to read all of them. And uh, I will say, I, there's been like this whole thing with like, book talk and even before that like book twitter like YA mm-hmm. twitter like all these different communities where authors get like super obsessive about bad reviews yeah. and i will say i can't even think of any off the top of my head that stuck with me mm-hmm. like i i read them and a lot of times i'm just kind of like this is just not the book for you and that's okay like, yeah <laughs> if you hated it i'm like it doesn't make me feel good but i also don't take it personally but I'm also fairly confident in my abilities, I guess. I'm just kind of like, I also don't, I always feel like if you write something good, it's not going to be for everyone because art usually has something to say and not everyone's going to agree with what that says. Yeah. And also, even if it's not. I realize that sounds kind of pretentious. 
No, but even if, like, I think that, you know, something is not for everyone, so not everyone's going to like it regardless of if it's good or not. So, yeah. you know, I whatever. So, yeah. But, no, if, but if I did find out that, like, I was getting, a like, a slew of negative one-star reviews and oh, I found yeah. out with someone, like, close to me. Yeah, can you imagine? Friend. Yeah. Partner, parent, like, family member, whatever. That would be, like, no. I That's so personal. Yeah. <laughs> Because books that you write are personal, even if you're writing, like, fantasy or something. Yeah, the time you invest, the emotions you invest in mm-hmm. writing, everything that goes into that, that someone trying to tear that down is, like, really, like, a personal attack. In, yeah. like, a coordinated way, like, that would be Yeah, not even just upsetting. one review where you're ranting yeah. or whatever. No, if, if, like, someone reads a book and has a bad opinion about it or, like, doesn't like it, like, that's fine. But if, like, someone I... Also, I I did find out that someone I knew or cared about even left one one Mm one-star review, I would be kind of like, what the fuck? Like, you can read it. (laughs) You can read it and not like it without having to, like, make... Write a review if it's someone that you know and supposedly care about. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that would be insane. I I really want to know, like, more to this of, like, what made her think that... Like, I need to know these missing reasons so badly. But. Yeah. And like I said, I, I did see on Reddit, uh, this was kind of article had been cross-posted in a couple of places, and people were trying to speculate on who they thought um, would have written in with that based mm-hmm. on the few details there are. But again, I'm not comfortable even, like, throwing any names out there. Cause, yeah. Like, I have no clue <laughs> how how reasonable any of those guesses are, mm-hmm. but... Um, I really hope we get an update on that. Yeah, maybe they'll post an update later on, like, TikTok themselves, you know, and be like, hey, I was that person. We're divorced. I think it would be one go to one of two ways. One, either way, you have to snoop. You have to look into this, because if you confront without evidence, they can deny, right? Yeah. Even if they're honest, it's like, you, you don't know, and you apparently can't really trust it enough. You have some kind of trust I would issues. do the, I would confront, because I hate, I would confront and then say, and you need to let me see, you need to prove you're innocent, let me see your laptop. I don't want to do it behind your back, I want to look at this right now. I mean, that's not a bad way to go about it, I guess, but I personally, I would just snoop and ask forgiveness mm-hmm. later kind of thing, because I think it would go, like, again, one of two ways. One, you snoop, you find out, you get the evidence, divorce, boom, it's done. I'm sorry, yeah. it's over. Two, you snoop. You find no evidence. Maybe you find things that like make it clear that it couldn't have been your husband. In that case, you would go and be like, listen, I think we need like some kind of counseling because I had all these trust issues. I thought you did this horrible thing and I yeah. was wrong. And obviously I have trust issues that are unfounded here. And like explain yourself and be like, but I want to work through it mm-hmm. kind of thing. Or you don't. Or or you don't, or the trust issues were just too deep to begin with, and they yeah. want to break it off. Um, but I think you have to either way. Like you cannot just like sit there and be like this live why, in that uncertainty. This is why two writers shouldn't date. It's true. I'm always jealous of you. You have no reason to be two published books. You have written a lot more than me in Lies. recent years. That's a whole other story, but. Yeah, I so I thought that was kind of a a crazy story to kick us off with. Yeah, insane. Okay, so this was the first, I believe, advice column by this author, Emily Gold, 
who is a novelist as well. Um, but yeah, so again, she had the kind of general advice of like, you know, you need to figure out what happened for sure. And yeah. Uh, and it did say she did give the advice of like, you need to log off. <laughs> yeah. Like you need to not fixate on bad reviews in general, which I think again is very true. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, I, I was never and have never been a part of like, I mean, my novels are in the YA sphere and like YA Twitter was like a huge thing. And I just like didn't get into it and I, mm-hmm. I don't like it. I don't like self-promotion to begin with, but the obsessive fixation on reviews and <clears throat> a lot of times you'll see people like name searching themselves on Twitter and yeah, it's like, don't, don't do that unless you're prepared to have your feelings hurt and can deal with it like an adult. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, the one thing I will say the bad etiquette is if you write a bad review of a book, which I think is totally fine. If you really felt that way, you have your reasons. Don't tag the author. In no, your that's review. insane. <laughs> that's totally unhinged and terrible. And yeah, just don't do it. Yeah, I think that, I mean, that was like some of the advice I was given when I first, you know, got into the Romance Writing Association was people saying like, don't read your bad reviews or at least don't dwell on it. You know, like yeah. you're going to have bad reviews. I mean, our podcast has, you know, bad reviews and like, it's like, okay. It's not for everyone. It's yeah, not like I'm we are the QAnon of the left. It's so. not like I sit there every <laughs> As night. As user one eight nine five three yeah. two said, I, like it's not like I'm sitting there like I don't know that we're not the QAnon of the left. Like yeah, so no, no, and also yeah, if you're a reader, uh, also if you're an aspiring writer, don't write bad reviews under your real name. Oh yeah, because you're gonna make some enemies along the way and. You know what? It's just not worth it. Just rate that one star in your head and move on. <laughs> or just, you know, you either write under a pen name or keep your Goodreads account, like... Private. Or in some way um, detached from your name. Yeah, totally. Uh, switching from the written form part of the internet to TikTok. Our favorite place. Our favorite place. My favorite place. I watched sometimes. a TikTok today. No, I didn't. Not today. We've got two TikTok stories, and we're going to kind of, like, breeze through these Mm -hmm. pretty quickly. Uh, The TikTok saga that went very viral this week that garnered, like, millions of views per part. Which is the insane thing, because, like, this is, like, a 52-part series. Yes. And they're, like, 10 minutes apiece, too. Yes. It's not, like, you know, it's not, like, 10-second or 2-minute long clips. It is... You're talking about somebody who basically made a full-length movie. It was like eight and a half hours worth of content in the end, Mm -hmm. which is insane because it is a woman. Her name is Risa Tisa talking into the camera and she titled the series, Who the Fuck Did I Marry? And then does 52 parts of her recounting this, what, year-long saga of like, basically she meets a dude um legion yeah this guy who goes by legion insane which is like a biblical reference you know um and that's like his like as far as i could aware that is what he calls himself it seems like that was his like nickname she left out his real 
yeah. birth name or whatever, but apparently everyone called him Legion. That it like, was, that was his nickname. Yeah. yeah. Which is insane. Which is a weird nickname yeah. to give yourself, for sure. And so she kind of details this, like, relationship with him where, you know, it's a lot of love bombing and him saying how wealthy he is off of arena football, which <sighs> um, we were watching Hassan take a shot. Tori Hassan Piker. Um, and he did the Googling for us and arena football makes like 12,000 a year. It was something like $17 an hour. Yeah. But only if you're on the field. Yeah. And, and generally the whole story was about, uh, he's generally, he's basically a con man. Yeah. He's been lying about, he's a pathological liar who like allegedly who lies about everything in his life from like his family members, his job, where he went to school, the, his career. Yeah. Everything he says to you is a lie. He literally lied about two extra siblings. Why did he do that? There was no reason. Yeah. And it was, I think, one point that Risa Tisa and, and it was, she did a good job. I think part of the reason went viral is that she has a good storytelling style and the fact yeah. that she was very straightforward I could not believe how good she was at keeping this on like a linear track Mm -hmm. where she would not usually have to stop and backtrack and explain something else the way. Yeah. I mean, when I'm telling a long story, I feel like that happens just Mm -hmm. because you, it's hard to keep all those details. Yeah. um, In uh, straight in your head. And she did mention that she relied on like an audio diary that she had kept. Yeah. So she probably listens to some of that or something when she's recounting this. Yeah. And she was self-aware in the sense that she 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 could kind of realize that there were a few reasons that she was susceptible to mm-hmm. this man coming into her life. And, like, they got married and, like, before she found out everything that he was They got married about. within, like, eight months. Yeah, they got married because they started kind of talking and dating, like, right before COVID hit. And yeah. then he ended up moving in with her. Yeah, because they were going to... Um quarantine together because they were both living alone and neither of them wanted to live in quarantine apart or like alone which i totally get so things moved fast and like i said she she had kind of a a few times where she explained that she understood why she kind of had like ignored a bunch of red flags Mm -hmm. because i will say this guy lied about everything and he was not exactly like the most skilled liar no (laughs) and i think she she mentioned that she kind of looked past things because she she was, like, in her 30s at that point. Yeah. Uh, she felt because of her age and other reasons that, you know, that she, this was good. It was going to finally be her turn, quote unquote, to mm-hmm. find marriage, start a family. She didn't have a lot of time left to have, like, children of her own biologically. That, you know, this was something she really wanted. And he seemed on surface level, like, the perfect guy. Yeah. And he kept making her promises and some of the things he did too were like like he paid he said he paid the rent you know i mean it's hard to like yeah he paid a lot of her like the bills and the rent for mm-hmm. where they were living he on their like first date she was driving to meet him and her car blew a tire and he showed up and like tr- changed her tire for her and yeah like took the car to get it um buy a new tire for her car and, yeah. like you know like love bombing stuff um yeah, so it's it's so insane how long it is. Um, it's obviously her recording it, like, you know, she records a lot of it in the car, like, I think on her way to work. Um, 
and it's all in Georgia and it's, it's, you know, and she does do a really good job of um, going through like, this is what I thought, what, what he told me, what I thought at the time. And then like slowly revealing, you know. Yes. And she also did a good job of explaining like, there were kind of like plot reveals. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a real person. So it feels weird to phrase it that way. But, uh, you know, she talked about like, he had an ex-wife and she ended up like reaching out to the ex-wife mm-hmm. and having a phone call. And she recounts that conversation in a way that's very like interesting and like, and also speaking with his family members, yeah. his actual brothers and giving more information about the lies and everything unraveling. And it's again, like an eight and a half hour video. So we cannot really like dive into it. Yeah. piece by piece here. You can watch a compilation of it on YouTube mm-hmm. if you don't want to flip through 52 TikTok videos, which, fair enough. And it is kind of interesting to have as, like, background noise yeah, we while were, you're doing something. We were playing video games um, separately and just had that going on in the background. Yeah, it was it was fairly absorbing. And once, you, especially as you get into it, you're kind of like, wow, like... That's crazy. It's just crazy what people lie about. Yeah. I don't understand the end game for people like that, but I also think it's just like I, a mental illness. Yeah, I will say I because everyone was saying like, like you just a good con man. I think that's less of him being a con man and more of like, he's just so pathological. Yeah, he didn't you know? steal money from her. No, I would say he probably spent way more money on her than she did on him, you know, and he probably had way more money than her. I mean, yeah. you know, so I would say. I think it literally is just like, you know, I'm not going to armchair psychologist this, but it literally is just probably a, yeah, it is a mental illness of like narcissism. And, and before anyone thinks that there's anything like defensible about like, well, he was just lying about things to like impress her. It's like, there was like a very um, malicious way that he would lie. Yeah. Where he, she talked about how she dreamed of going to Europe and he printed out like fake booking confirmation for a hotel and tickets mm-hmm. and said, I'm going to take you to Europe and got her hopes up. And then I think lied about a reason the trip had to be canceled or yeah. something. Like literally four separate, they were going to buy a house together and four separate times it fell through because he just didn't follow through. You know what it reminds me of? There was a Reddit post where it was a, um, a woman was talking about how um, she has an uncle who would always give um, you a card for your birthday and it would have something like, we're going to Disney. Oh, yeah. Do you remember? Yeah. yeah. And she, the uncle did it to her when she was a kid. And then he And then would never it. take them to Disney. No, that was the thing. Would never take you, be like, oh, I'm going to take you camping. And you'd follow up and follow up and it would never happen. Would never take you to Disney. And he started doing it to her son, you know, when she had a kid. And she was like, you can't do this anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm not go I don't want to have to tell my five-year-old that you're not taking him to Disney. And he's like, and then the the uncle was like, oh, well, it's the thought that counts. And did you see how happy he was? And it's like, well, you don't have to deal with that disappointment. And everyone was saying how, oh, he just loves the the attention and the joy you get and the appreciation, yeah. but doesn't actually want to have to do the work. So it kind of yeah. reminded me of that, of like. Because the guy said he was going to buy our house, and it was, like, four separate times, you know? Uh-huh. And, so like, same like, thing with cars, where he would, like, really go through the process of, like, test driving or, like, 
being in talks with like making an offer on a house yeah. and then refusing to show proof of funds because he didn't have any money, obviously. Mm-hmm. And but I also felt like there was something that like, he enjoyed getting her hopes up and like like yeah. undercutting it. Yeah. Yeah. There was something I mean, regardless of whether that was the intent or not, it was like super cruel. Yeah. And to do that to someone. Leading them on and yeah, so it was it's a pretty insane like we we watched a one of the we haven't finished the compilation, so I'm not sure how it how it ends. We we got up to the point where she she's kicking him out. So yeah, spoiler, yeah. spoiler. I mean, Five I know that in. she ended up she got a divorce. So yeah. Um, I, Although he did post a reply, I know I didn't watch it because I don't really care what he has to say at all. Especially because like when you know that somebody is a pathological liar. They're, he's just going to lie. He's just going to lie. I but mean, I did tell you, I'm like, you know, I bet anything he is going to start doing like the red pill. Yeah. Uh, uh, like talk show. <laughs> uh, tour. Oh my God. Probably, you know, he'll yeah. probably go talk to like Aiden Ross and like, like Jordan Peterson. Then, uh, uh, well, Andrew Tate's in prison, right? Is he still or no? I no, I don't remember. Wherever he is. I don't know. It's gross. Anyway, I wanted to talk about in our continuing uh, Why Men <laughs> series. There was another uh, TikTok story that blew up a little bit this week. And it's funny because this came naturally on my For You page. It popped up on my Reddit on my Reddit threads. So oh, okay. I actually did see it naturally yeah. too, but because it was um oh because you know what I I I have pop up is a uh, TikTok r slash TikTok cringe. Oh yeah, yeah yeah yeah. I I have that. I think I'm a subscriber to that too, but I've looked at it for sure. Anyway, for this, uh, it's a, was a TikTok trend, and mm-hmm. basically this girl, her name is Maddie Hart. She posted this video and she said. I want to hear about your funny trauma. I want you to tell me like just something that like is traumatic, but also funny. It has to be genuinely funny, which yes. is such a good, like it's such a good. And I saw so many good people like stitching their mm-hmm. videos, but this actually is about her original video. So her story was the fact that she, when she was five years old, mm-hmm. her father abandoned the family, her and her siblings and her mother and moved out. Um, it wasn't clear, I think, if it was, like, an affair or... Yeah, it wasn't. What, but he abandoned the family in her words. To pursue his dream of becoming a breakdancer... At 60 years old. Well, at 50. I, it was at 50 yeah, years old or something. He was, you know, in his 40s at minimum, if we're yeah. talking about, you know, her age. I'm sure 50s. And she was like, it's, you know, obviously was very traumatic to go through mm-hmm. being the like abandonment issues and all that however the fact that he also she she even said she's like he's actually good yeah <laughs> and then he went on like good morning america and went slightly viral too of like um yeah well okay what happened no i'm saying he what his break dancing stuff oh oh but, like back yeah, in the day back in the day he went viral and he went on good morning america and everything and like he went he was uh uh she said in the video he was like a d-list celebrity type of thing because like like going on the news and because they said like he was the break dancing dad you know which is Oh, yes. Yes, you're right. Uh, Which is also very he funny. He did perform that on, on Good Morning America in, like, 2018. And 
though he did accomplish his dream of becoming a break uh, the oldest actively competing break dancer in the world so funny so she did uh poke fun basically the fact that you know she mentioned how her her dad wasn't really involved in her life at all that in college she had like medical issues and asked him for money to help with medical bills Mm -hmm. and he was basically like tough luck yeah but that they didn't really have like a great relationship and anyway uh, oh, she showed a text message, and he, she's like, yeah, this is the last time he texted me, and it said, happy birthday, I think? Sorry. And then, here's, <laughs> here's our newest video of me breakdancing. Yeah, he, like, doesn't know her birthday or anything. Yeah, that was the worst, was ha- happy birthday, I think. Like, oof. He, what, what made this really go viral, though, is mm-hmm. the fact that Ben, her dad, Ben Hart, he shares a, an account with his wife, I assume, because it's Ben and Wanda Hart. And just to give you an idea of what this guy is, his username is at Ben Hart underscore freedom. Mm. <laughs> so I feel like maybe you can kind of get a little bit he's of an idea. sponsored by Bitcoin. I don't think he's no, actually he sponsored. His, I think No, his breakdancing. I thought maybe he just did it for the love of Bitcoin. Nope. He is being sponsored by Bitcoin. Yeah. I watched a video of somebody doing the breakdown of it. Um, and he, in one of his um, his tweets back in the, you know, it was like, uh, you know, at Bitcoin sponsored. Oh, okay. Yeah. Anyway, so he tweeted out, I wake up at 6 a.m. to find that my daughter has posted a TikTok video trashing me. She's a big social media influencer with millions of followers. Here it is. And then he posted his, quote unquote, response to her. It's like 10 minutes long. Which was 10 minutes long. And he basically, um, actually, <laughs> the whole We time, have a great relationship. And I gave her mother $5 million. And, and I lived next door. Yeah. And it was like, and then she responded to that and said, well, I guess my dad posted a 10 minute video on twitter and she was like none of that was true like he moved to florida after like a month yeah (laughs) and he has not given me any money and we do not have a good relationship and she's like all my siblings and i are in the group family group chat freaking out right now about all this and yeah you know he's definitely deluded but as you can imagine on twitter he was getting his uh hog sucked <laughs> by all of the blue chat yeah. losers including see? top yeah. of the list elon musk elon musk who tweeted you are awesome did he- you see he replied ben uh, yes he wrote thank you elon i am a huge fan of, of you yes huge as in i assume trumpism Ugh. hashtag tesla and hashtag bitcoin are my two biggest investments Anyway, it was, I don't even really want to give this guy's response the spotlight. Because, like, I, listen, as a as a well-established member of the Deadbeat Dad Club, mm-hmm. I feel like I can tell you, you see that. You just know, like, he didn't do fucking shit for mm-hmm. this girl. She's totally out of the money. I don't, I believe her 100%. Yeah. He's a piece of shit. And there's he, also, like... I, I think he also fails to realize there's a difference, too, between, like, you know, alimony or, or like, child support and, like, emotional support. 
But also, I don't know if you saw, uh-huh. he did go on a rant saying, because he replied to her, like, second reply, and was like, um, uh, this is, the problem with nowadays is that they're teaching wokeism in oh, school. Oh, yeah, yep, yep. He went yeah. out a whole thing about wokest leftist ideology yeah and we need to stop teaching gender in school and that's the problem with like California, which is where my daughter is kind of like yeah i'm not gonna go into it but there was a related story this week about Mm -hmm. a a christian family who moved to russia to oh my escape the wokeism permeating american culture um, it's not going well for them. They've no. been there for like a month. They had their bank accounts frozen because Russia was like, this is very suspicious that you just randomly moved here. Yeah. Uh, they don't speak Russian at all. And uh, why would you think Russia would be a good place to go? Because they're probably like QAnon conspiracy theorists. Yeah. They're like a very. Uh, tra- it seems like a very like trad wife. Like, yeah. Uh, Five kids. There are much better places to go for that kind of life. And then I think they got, um, sorry, go ahead. No, I'm just saying this. There's much better places to go, you know, like, for I, traditional, I mean, not I many. mean, they're just, you know, my freedoms. Yeah. Like, they're not going to have that there. And I think they actually posted about online the struggles that they were having the father did. Oh my God. And I think that the Kremlin apparently uh, didn't like that they posted that, so... Anyway, I, again, did not really delve into it too much, but I saw it and I was like, that's great. It's so funny. I mean, I feel bad for children involved because they don't deserve that. No, not at all. But, but anyway. insane. And that was clearly also the the father's decision. Mm-hmm. Decision. I'm sure the wife is like fully in support. Oh. But I will just say that I do think the theme of this episode has been, why men? <laughs> Is that a good episode uh, title? I, I do like that. I do want you to know that the guy breakdancing dad's um uh name, his like uh, uh dancer name uh-huh. is Benny Hanna. Oh great. Which is so funny. It's just like, well that's hilarious. Um and then also in his 10-minute video, there is a solid like four minutes of him breakdancing. Like he had to include Oh yeah. Like, was, like- I mean, whatever. That would oh. be one thing, but and he you're also, just a piece of shit in every other He aspect. also invited um, the da- his daughter. He's like, you need to come come visit me, and we'll talk this out in a collab. Not, oh my god. let's talk this out, because I love you and you're my daughter, and I'll, I'll you know, I want to give you, or, or just calling her, not even responding, you know? Yeah. But he said, we can collab. Like, they're not... That's not your daughter that is like a, you know. What percentage of the blue check marks on Twitter do you think are deadbeat dads? Oh I feel God. like at least like 90% fall into two categories, which is deadbeat dad or incel. Yeah. Like that, right? It has to be. They're both. I mean, if you've managed to procreate, no. I mean, I guess incel is more of a mindset than. And also, yeah. I mean, you could have procreated and then gotten divorced, and then and become so an incel. Now you're an incel because you know your your wife left you, and now you're a what is it? The you're a something divorce court. It's the the you've been fucked by divorce court. You know? Oh yeah, yeah. Ah, uh, well, anyway, um, in conclusion, 
Why men, Tori? In Why conclusion, men? don't put your drama on the internet. Yeah. No, I did never. I would never. I've never put my drama on the internet. Just this podcast. Just this podcast. But uh, yeah, I think in each story, like the man was the villain. So we it's are true. We are misandrous. So yes, I never claimed otherwise. It's true. <laughs> fem cells. <laughs> real fem cell energy. Real over here. fem cell energy. It's okay. Anyway. Anyway. Meme of the week. Meme of the week. It's coming. It's viral. I love that. We're Always so in sync. sync. Always. Always. Um, I think it's your turn to go first. It? Yeah. Okay. Uh, my meme of the week is um, I've been replaying a video game. <laughs> uh, okay, go for it. Go, 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 go. It's called Cult of the Lamb. It came out last year, but they recently, I think the past six months or something, um, maybe more recently, came out with an update. What's very funny, and what I learned, was the um, the creator of the game... Um, okay, so, sorry, backtrack. The game is about raising a cult. You are a, a tiny little lamb. and you You're are, a cult leader. You're a cult leader. Um, and you are, your goal in the game is to get a bunch of members, uh, indoctrinate them into your cult. It literally says indoctrinate. Um... And you, you know, level up your cult so you can go on crusades to kill four different gods. Um, it's great. It's very cute looking and super dark. Um, more recently, they came out, they, the um, guys who make the game um, posted on Twitter and said, if we get X amount of followers on Twitter, we'll release the sex update. This is genius level marketing. Okay. Well, obviously they got whatever number they wanted. So Everyone they released a sex update. But like they released a sex update like two days later. They obviously had the update. So your cult just has like group sex. Yeah, but they obviously had the update chambered. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, and they were like, oh, this is a great way for us to just get more followers on Twitter is we're going to release this anyway. Instead of saying like, hey, sex update coming in, t- you know, two weeks. Yeah say we will release the sex so yeah there's a new update where um you can encourage sin in your followers and then consume their sin to level up in different ways mm. and one of them there's you know there is a uh, an orgy you can have happen there's dancing which encourages sin i guess yeah um, i mean have you not seen footloose it's true <laughs> and then there is a there's an alcohol to the update oh, okay. yeah so you can encourage your your followers to I mean, have sex uh, with each other like joining a cult sounds like a good time yeah right <laughs> i mean except for the um you can sacrifice them yeah you can i you there's different pl- things you can do and like i you i can murder my cult members okay maybe maybe joining a cult not such a good time cult leader good time you can make them eat poop yeah, being a cult leader, good time. Yeah, um, it's very fun. It's a very fun game if you like, um, like uh, okay, binding. Gotta... I know binding of Isaac and anything like that mixed with Stardew Valley in a in a farming sim type of way, which is really bizarre. Well, speaking of, <laughs> we oh, no, did no. not 
I want to preface by saying we did not actually. Are you playing Stardew Valley, Hannah? Consult each other about what our memes of the week. We are never be. would. We never do. We don't. We preserve the integrity yeah. of the meme of the week. It is above all else. Yes. But when you said that, I was like, oh no, because my meme of the week is that I've been replaying an old video game, and you're also playing Call to the Lamb. I'm no, I'm. You looked no. at me so insulted. I was no, because you just didn't sound like a joke. So I was confused. No, I am replaying Stardew Valley. I haven't played it in like two years. Yeah, maybe longer. It was our. It was our uh, quarantine hyperfixation. Um, yeah, yeah. We for had nothing sure. else in this. It world. was our life for like three months. We couldn't touch grass, so we touched Stardew Valley. Yeah, grass. yeah. It's such a good game. So here's the thing: I I don't love video games, but I do like some. Time management or, like, cozy games yeah. are enjoyable for me. Stardew Valley is a farming sim game. Yes. You, uh, it's it's uh, an homage to um, Harvest Moon. Moon video games. Yeah. yeah. You have a little farm. You grow crops. You go fishing. You romance the townspeople. You just do, like, all that. You go mining and mm -hmm. fight monsters. It's, like, very fun. I love the game. And I kept playing all these different games. And I'm like, I'm not enjoying this enough. It's not. And then I was like, no, what I really want to do is I just want to play Stardew Valley again. So I bought it this week. And I've been playing it for like three days. And sunk more hours than I'd like to admit into it. So yeah. uh, write in and let me know who you think I should romance. Uh, I do vote Leia. One. I think I'm leaning towards her. It makes sense for my character. I'm RPing this a little bit. So. Yeah, you RP way more than me. I don't RP any of this shit. I remember when we played Stardew together and I was trying to RP and you were like, what the fuck are you doing? I don't... I've, you were so, like, not at all liking it. I was doing it in a funny way and you just were not playing into it. So I'm like, never mind. <laughs> I don't know. I just don't... I never roleplay in Considering that you're, like, you love D&D &D and I, like, have played... Very, very little D&D compared to you. That's different. I don't know. Even when I pay, play RPGs, I don't RP it. Anyway. Yeah. Tori's also, when she gets dialogue options in video games, she always has to be, like, the nicest, and I'm always, like, the cunt. It makes me feel bad! <laughs> we played Wolf Among Us, and I get to, got to pick, and it was like, punch this character, or, like, say... It's okay. And I was like, punch. And Tori was like, no! <laughs> it very much upset her. But anyway. then they'll be sad. Anyway, I love Stardew Valley. Honestly, I think it's the greatest video game of all time. And no, I will not, uh, I will not accept questions. I think a lot of people actually will agree with you, so it's okay. Yeah. It's just, it's such a, like, in-depth game. The writing on it is really great. It's wonderful. You can play it for so long, and it's great. So anyway. That's all. That's all. I think that's that's it for us. Mm -hmm. um, maybe next week we will um, not all talk about why men are all men. Yes, all men. All women next week. Hashtag yes, all men. Anyway. All women's <laughs> women's rights and women's wrongs next yeah, week. Maybe I support women's wrongs. Women's wrongs. Anyway. Okay. This has been another episode of Termly Online. I'm Hannah. And I'm Tori. And, and we, we are never logging off. Bye! There's no call. I know. I can't. What you say? Eepy. Eepy.